This December 16th and 17th, Northwest Valley Baptist Church presents A Walk Through Christmas, a special night of fun and excitement for all ages. Come and see the live nativity scene with animals and narration. Listen to live Christmas music and caroling while enjoying hot chocolate and coffee. Take part in crafts for kids and explore our candy cane forest. Take a complimentary family picture at one of our photo booths. Get your free tickets at walkthroughchristmas.org or go to Eventbrite and search Walk Through Christmas. God's plan from the foundation of the world is mercy. God extends mercy to the just and the unjust alike. We saw that in the Apostle Paul's sermon at Lystra. We see all the time these extensions of God's mercy over and over and over again. I'm Celeste Montague. Welcome to Dare to Stand a radio ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, featuring the teaching of senior pastor Dr. Kevin Shaw. Dare to Stand is on the radio to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to all who will listen, to carefully teach the truth of God's Word, and to encourage a healthy lifestyle of worshiping and honoring God. For more details about Dare to Stand or the ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, please visit www.daretostand.org or call the church at 623-581-3115. You can receive a free MP3 copy of today's message or the entire series in MP3 format for a small fee by contacting the church. We continue our study of the life of Elisha, the prophet, who took the mantle of the role of prophet of God after Elijah. Today we bring you part one of a message titled, Desperation and Deliverance. We are in 2 Kings chapter 6, and we'll be hearing about one of the darkest periods in the history of Israel today. People were living in extreme poverty. They were under siege and making horrible desperate decisions. Here's our teacher, Dr. Kevin Shaw. 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6. Let's take a look at God's Word here. We come to some of the darkest days in the nation of Israel in 2 Kings chapter 6, beginning in verse 24. It's one of those passages of Scripture you almost hate to read. And it came to pass after this that Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria, gathered all his host. That's, that word host means armies. And went up and besieged Samaria. And there was a great famine in Samaria. And behold, they besieged it until an ass's head was sold for fourscore pieces of silver. And the fourth part of a cab of dove's dung for five pieces of silver. And as the king of Israel was passing by upon the wall, there cried a woman unto him, saying, Help, my lord, O king. And he said, If the Lord do not help thee, whence shall I help thee? Out of the barn floor, out of the winepress? And the king said unto her, What aileth thee? And she answered, 
This woman said unto me, Give thy son that we may eat him today, and we will eat my son tomorrow. So we boiled my son and did eat him. And I said unto her on the next day, Give thy son that we may eat him, and she hath hid her son. And it came to pass when the king heard the words of the woman that he rent his clothes. And he passed by on the wall, and the people looked, and behold, he had sackcloth on his flesh. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we look at these dark, desperate days in Israel's history, Lord, I pray that we'll learn some things. Lord, we certainly learn things about difficult times in life as we face life's trials and life's troubles. As we face the consequences of sin in our lives, we certainly see that here, Lord, and we thank you for that. But, Lord, there's also such a clear, seeming parallel to where we are in our need of salvation. And so this passage provides a wonderful illustration of that as well. Lord, give us wisdom as we look at this passage. Open our hearts. Lord, when we find ourselves desperate before you, we hate it. We don't like it. We don't like the circumstances we are in before you, but we also know, amazingly enough, it's sometimes the place, exactly the place where you want us to be. And so touch our hearts tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know if there's a king in Israel that faced a more desperate moment than what I just read to you. Now, it's, it's interesting as we, we look at this particular passage. It says in um, verse 23 that after the deliverance of the armies of the Syrians, remember when they were struck blind? and led into the capital of Samaria, and then they were fed and sent back. It says they didn't come anymore, and then the next verse, they came back. So it seems like a contradiction. I think the idea here is that there was a long period of time in which they didn't come, and that's the idea. But but then they did come again. And so I, I want you to notice the characteristics of desperation here. Understand that when we look at this passage of Scripture, we see a city, this is the capital city of the northern kingdom, the city of Samaria, and they're in a desperate circumstance. They're surrounded by the armies of the Syrians, and there's a famine in the land. Um, I don't know if the famine is because of the Syrians or the famine is in addition to the Syrians, but there is a, there is a famine, and so, so you have these desperate circumstances, but but I just want to remind you that while they seem so stark here, people all around us are desperate. People all around us are in desperate circumstances in life. Now, they might not realize it, and some do realize it. Some, Some do realize just how horrible it is. Talking to I had a couple of pastor friends of mine from New York City, and they had two major celebrity suicides in New York City. You know, people who are multimillionaires, potential, you know, and you know, celebrities. They had the the chef 
some of you folks know who he is, and then, um, and then um, a fashion designer. Um, both commit suicide. You know, both parents with younger children, or at least one with younger children. Um, you, know, you know, it takes a certain level of desperation in life to come, I mean, to come to this. And here are people who are who have what seems like success in life. And here are, here are people who live in a society that offers all of the comforts and all of the, the blessings that our, our technology, that our age, and all of these things could offer. And yet there is a sense of personal, deep, dark desperation. And there is sometimes desperation in the lives of God's people. Sometimes that desperation in the lives of God's people comes as a result of their sinful choices. We see that throughout Scripture. David faced moments of desperation because of his sinful choices after his sin with Bathsheba. But we also have Job who faced moments of desperation as God allowed testing in his life. And so there are people all around that are facing this this desperation. And I want you to notice some, it's just some characteristics about desperation, how it works. First of all, there is this inability to keep the enemy away. See, there, there, we think, if, well, if I just organize my life and I just plan my life out as well as I can and I plan ahead and I save enough and I take care enough and I eat right, you know, and I do all of these things and I can avoid these moments of desperation and you can't keep the enemy away. There is no way to keep the enemy away. Notice verse 24 and 25. And it came to pass after this that Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria, that he just keep coming back. The Syrians just keep coming back. And then you have the famine. It would really be nice, you know, just to... to <laughs> I'm not trying to get political. Build a wall, you know. But they had built a wall, Right? They built a wall around the city. And the purpose was for protection within the city. But then what happens? So, so then what happens is the enemy army comes and they surround the city. And when they surround the city, they just wait it out until you run out of water and you run out of food. And, just, I, and so you have these, you know, you know, death by little tiny bits of, at a time, death by starvation, which is one of the most horrible ways to die, or death by the sword. I mean, there, there is the inability to keep the enemy away. And we can look at this in the lives of people, who are Christians even, but, but I think especially in the lives of, of the lost. They are born sinners. Born in desperate circumstances, and, and try as they might, try as people might to, to to deal with their sinful condition and clean things up, and try to change things and change culture and change society. The problem is that human beings, by birth and by nature, were corrupt to the core. We're corrupt, and therefore the behavior that comes from that corruption is corrupt. And then what we reap as a result of that behavior is also corrupt, the actions that we we reap. And so there is this just inability to change the circumstances. And here we have the king of Israel with the king of Syria encamped around his walls. 
And there's just, there's really nothing that he can do about it. Dr. Shaw will be back with more on how desperation often brings out the worst in us, as it did here with the people of Israel. Stay tuned. You're listening to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, and part one today of a message titled Desperation and Deliverance, as we continue a study of the life and times of Elisha the prophet. Visit daretostand.org to find out more about Dr. Shaw's church or this radio ministry. Many in our community struggle with addiction. Here's Dr. Shaw to talk about an addiction recovery ministry at his church called Freedom That Lasts. Hello, this is Kevin Shaw. Are you or someone you know dealing with the agony of an addiction? You cannot change what you do until you let God change who you are. Freedom That Lasts is a discipleship ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church that applies the life-transforming principles of the gospel and Christian growth to the problems of life-dominating sins and addictions. All of this happens in an atmosphere of love and accountability. If you would like to know more information about this important ministry, give us a call at 623-581-3115 or visit our website at daretostand.org. Go to the homepage and click the Discipleship Connections button. Thanks, Dr. Shaw. If you would like more details about the addiction recovery ministry called Freedom That Lasts, please contact Northwest Valley Baptist Church at 623-581-3115. And now let's get back to Dr. Shaw as he describes the desperation of the people of Israel who couldn't even help themselves. When we talk about desperation, we also look in verse 26 to 29. We have the ability even to meet our own needs. You know, it's, we, there are times we think, well, you know, we have a responsibility to others and to meet one another's needs. Um, there, there are times we, we can't even take care of ourselves. And, and, and the, Example here is, you know, here, here is the king. The pressures on the king are to provide for a city, to provide protection for a city. And so he's walking on the wall, and it says here, so he's walking on the, he went passing by on the wall. And I imagine this was a regular part of his daily routine. He would walk by on the wall, and he would survey the armies of the Syrians to see how things were going out around the city. And, and so he could walk on the wall, and then he could walk also and look at this inside the city. And, his, and he's walking at, on the wall. This woman shouts up to him, and she says, help. And his answer is sarcastic. If you don't think there is sarcasm in the Bible, here is an example of it. It's a, it's a desperate sense of sarcasm. He says, from where am I going to help you? How am I going to help you? He says, can I help you out of the barn floor or the wine press? Everybody knew the barn floor was empty and the wine press was dry. He says, here. You know, it's as if he takes out a cup and he pours nothing out of it. That's as much as I have to give you. I don't, I don't have anything to give you. This, this is a king who has a responsibility for a nation and he can't even provide for his own personal needs. 
And then she asks them a question that just strikes to the very soul. I've read a number of commentators on this. I, I, it's interesting how they have different takes on what is actually being asked here. The, what, I, what I am convinced is that you have two women. This is the way I think it works. You have two women, one whose son has died and one whose son is about to die. And so they resort to the unimaginable. They resort to cannibalism. So they take the first son and devour him. I mean, but deliberately enough to cook and devour him. And then I think, again, I'm reading between the lines. I don't know exactly what happens. I think maybe the second son didn't die soon enough. And so the second woman is going to hide her son because who knows, he might live. But the first woman is holding her to her contract. And the king doesn't even have an answer. There is nothing he can say. In fact, what he does is he, he does the, and we see this in the Old Testament. I think sometimes it wouldn't be bad for us to have this same practice today, sackcloth and ashes. He tears his clothes and he puts on the rough, the rough mourning, repentant garments of sackcloth which is a sign to all the people of the desperation of the king. And see, this, is, this means that the king has gotten to this last moment, that this last moment of desperation. Now, how do we know that he's at this last moment of desperation? Because one of the things a king, a leader wants to do is keep up the spirits. You know, keep everybody hopeful. Keep them moving forward. Keep them happy. Um, you know, keep them hopeful. You know, we're, we're going we're gonna to do this. But when the king puts on sackcloth, you know you're in trouble. And the people looked up on the wall and behold, there's the king. He's got sackcloth on his flesh. Desperation. He can't even take care of himself. Desperation. That desperation that at the point becomes anger. Now, do you remember the, we had this cycle with Job and Job's wife. Um, there is this terrible things that have happened. Remember, Job had one right after another, lost all of his cattle. Uh, you know, his children were killed. All of the thing happened in the same day. And then his body, God allowed Satan to strike his body with sickness. And, and his wife, do you remember what the, what the wife said? Curse God and die. The people are really unkind about Job, Job's wife. Remember, she lost all of that too, and she had to wa- watch her husband. But there comes this moment, and this happens even with believers, where there, there begins to rise in you a bitterness toward God. It's an anger toward Him. In your sorrow and your weakness and your helplessness and your despair and even the panic that comes with this, there, there comes an anger toward God. And I, now notice what happens here. Then he said, verse 31, God do so to me, and more also to me, if the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, 
shall stand upon him this day. He says, I'm, I'm going to go behead Elisha in response to what he said. Now, this is one of the great mysteries in Scripture because this is one of the things the Bible doesn't tell us. Why is it that the king thought that somehow Elisha was to blame for all that was happening? Why is it that the king would have blamed Elisha? Why? I mean, we can. There, there is one thing that we know. We know that Elisha is the prophet of God, and the, and the kings of Israel recognize that Elisha were the prophets of Jehovah, and so certainly it was Jehovah who was allowing this particular thing to happen. It was Jehovah who had not delivered them. It's easy to blame God when things are horrible, because He is God. He could fix it if He wanted to, right? Stay tuned. Dr. Shaw will be back with some closing thoughts on the response of the King of Israel in this dire situation. Stay tuned. You're listening to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, where our teacher, Dr. Kevin Shaw, serves as senior pastor. Northwest Valley Baptist Church is located at 4030 West Yorkshire Drive in Glendale. That's just south of the 101 at 40th Avenue. Come visit our new worship center. Sunday worship service is at 930 a.m. Adult Bible studies and Sunday school for all ages are at 11 a.m. And Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. Child care is provided for all services. Wednesday evening activities include prayer meetings, children's and teens programs. Northwest Valley Baptist Church also offers a quality traditional Christian education for your children, grades K through 12, at Arrowhead Christian Academy, located right on the church property at 40th Avenue and Yorkshire Drive. For more details about the church, kids programs, this radio broadcast, or to register your kids for Arrowhead Christian Academy, please visit www.daretostand.org or call 623-581-3115. If Dr. Shaw's teaching is a blessing to you, we do encourage you to visit our website, daretostand.org, and consider supporting this radio ministry with a tax-deductible donation of any amount. Your donations do help to keep Dr. Shaw on the air. And we would love to give you free copies of Pastor Shaw's teaching and minister to you personally. So please call Northwest Valley Baptist Church today, 623-581-3115. Let us serve you in any way we can. And you're always welcome to visit Sunday morning services at 930 or Sunday evening discipleship at 6 p.m. Don't forget, Dare to Stand airs Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. on this same radio station. I'm Celeste Montague, inviting you to join us next time for more in our study of the life of Elisha the prophet. And now, here's Dr. Shaw with some closing thoughts about the mindset of the king of Israel toward God, the only one who could help him. Join us for more next time, right here on Dare to Stand. I don't know if there was more that went on behind the scenes in that gap we talked about between verse 23 and verse 24. 
I have a hunch there was. I have a hunch there was something about maybe the sin of the nation or the sin of Israel and Elisha goes before the king and he says judgment is coming. The Bible doesn't tell us, but it seems logical that there would be something like that. There's something going on here that makes the king immediately think the solution to this problem, isn't that interesting, is to cut off the head of the prophet of the God who is your only hope in this moment. But see, that's what happens in moments of desperation. In the moment of desperation, when our only hope is God, when our only hope is a miracle from high, we cut off relationship with Him. We get angry with Him. We get angry at Him. 